Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to a Cinematic Universe minisode. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me to bridge the gap between our Doctor Horrible and Men in Black episodes are... So Patrick and Reese Williamson. Hi, Reese. You uh, first time you and Seb have podcasted together since Man of Steel. No, oh, I wow. About that one. wow. I was trying. To, I was trying to think if we'd actually been on one of these, or if the last time we podcasted was Alternate Cover. But you're right. Reese did Man me. of Steel. Yeah, you and, did Chronicle and... as well. Was that, I think that was a James episode, though, wasn't it? That was when I think that was yeah, when that Lois was, was born. Seb. That was that was when I was on paternity leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Reese is of course the uh, the podcast manifestation of all those people who argue with me on the internet about whether Man of Steel is any good. <laughs> I I do not yeah I do not want you to put me in that category. I'm begging. To <laughs> well, I don't care be... that much, Seb. I liked it. I don't. It's I'm not going to die on that hill. Well, to give you credit, you do at least acknowledge that the puking up incident did actually happen, which. Uh, other people did not for quite a while until do you have, like, Phil do you have, verified do you, it recently. Do you have like puke truthers? Is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I genuinely do. Wow. I, I, genuinely, there are Zack Snyder fans who do not believe me when I said that happened. Oh, I actually had some of them arguing with me going, yeah, right, that didn't happen. And I was like, look, why would I make up that story? For maybe um, newer listeners to the podcast who are not aware of this story, Seb, because of motion sickness, aware I think. Of this story, Joe. I was going to say, Phil Ford <laughs> tweeted it the other day. <laughs> Seb vomited during Man of Steel. It was, uh, 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 yeah, as we joked, uh, uh, his body physically reacting to that movie. I mean, it was literally almost exactly at, at the next snapping moment as well. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> was that tweet the equivalent of the White House releasing the Obama birth certificate? Was that the was that the yeah. equivalent? Okay. <laughs> well, finally, because and also because there are people for whom that still wasn't enough. So, yeah. wait, hold on. To stretch the analogy, does that not mean that you know? Because that was how Trump got his political start. Does that not mean that maybe in about four years, one of those people tweeting you that never happened is going to be the new host of uh, Cinematic Universe? I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> Well, if if we've got enough movies left in a few years to get a new Zach Snyder truther on here, then fair enough. Maybe Joe, it's don't just say that. I will cry. It's... Don't you even suggest that this could ever end. Don't do I don't think it will. The oh, the spate sure. of things that have been released. Okay. Um, Speaking of which, James James obviously isn't with us today, uh, but that is good because it means that he is not going to pour scorn all over our first new news item. I'm going to guess that Seb isn't, but maybe Reese will. Who knows? The second um, Into the Spider-Verse trailer was released this week, and um, I think we got a much better idea of how the film is going to be 
introducing all of its spider characters, and it also had a couple of uh, new reveals in there as well. Um, Reese, as the guest, I'll come to you first. What did, what did you think of the Into the Spider Verse trailer? Is it is it floating your boat? Is it is it getting your spidey sense tingling? I so, you know I think it's got to get a lot of animated movies that come out these days. There's even a lot of ones um, you know a lot of stop motion stuff. There's a lot of great animation out there at the moment. But I still think you know I'm, I feel a bit desensitized perhaps to, to to sort of the visuals of animated movies these days. Big budget sort of fancy Pixar and DreamWorks. You pick your Pixar's, your DreamWorks. Yeah, those, it's some, yeah. you know Coco. Oh, what gorgeous art design! But like I'm sort of I'm there. I'm sitting there and I'm not uh, I'm not getting this sort of visual scratch itched. Having said it, scratched. Uh, I, then I watched the Spider Verse trailer and it, I, I just I'm just completely like drowning in the way it looks. It's just gorgeous. Um, and that's been my main, that's been my primary sole 80% of my takeaway of both these trailers. Just like, this just looks so, so beautiful. I'm trying to think of what it reminds hours. me of. It feels almost because like some of the, it, I'll it's tell you the, the it, it reminds me a bit of like a scanner darkly, you know, the, you know, the yeah. kind of like the, the motion captured animated over the top. So you, you're kind of, yeah, scanner darkly, what, what? Rotoscopes. Yeah, rotoscopes. It, like, yeah, yeah, Waltz with Bashir kind of animation, um, and then with this really stylized comic book veneer over the top, yeah. it's it's uh, it's. Um, I think it's, it's a little bit off putting at points, but mm. it's but it does. Yeah, I, I I just want to see more of it. I want to yeah. see how they realize that over the course of you know an hour and a half movie. That is my that was my main takeaway, and I, but I disagree. I think with you that. I get more of a sense of what it's about. Like I sort of, I still don't really know what this movie's about because at the beginning, oh. there's a kid and then he's Spider Man and Jake Johnson is is like a schlubby Spider Man. But you, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not clear. I'm not clear what the movie is. Yeah, not what it's a, not entirely. But I think it's it gives us a better idea at least of how Miles Morales and Peter Parker are going to interact. And it seems like not the traditional Ultimate Spider Man setup at least to begin with. I seeing as he's not here. And seeing as he never listens to episodes that he's not on, <laughs> can I quote James on specific, not on the trailer in general, but specifically on that topic that you have just talked about the the look and feel and the animation? Mm-hmm. Uh, one quote from James: Why does it look like a cheap ass video game cutscene? <laughs> Another line from James: It looks like it was made in Flash. There's no good reason it couldn't look like Big Hero 6 or Despicable Me. Oh, thank goodness it doesn't look like Big Hero 6. Well, so basically the opposite <laughs> of my thought is James's thought. Okay, all right. I yeah. just I see why I'm here. I'm, um, I'm, I'm I, am, I am very firmly with you. I think it looks beautiful. Um, mm. And I think, it, I, th- I think it looks lovely. And by lovely, I mean the film just looks mm. like such a lovely concept and setup what they look like they're doing with Miles, what they look like they're doing with Peter. I think Jake Johnson is a fantastic bit of casting for an older Peter Parker. Um, Obviously, I mean, I think think we had all guessed that Spider-Gwen was going to be in it, but the way that they reveal in the trailer the fact that she's in the film was brilliantly done. Uh, I love all the stuff with uh Miles and Jefferson. I think it's an interesting it's a twist on on Jefferson's character from the comics because uh, he's not a cop in the comics I don't I don't think so anyway is he? Um I know he's an ex-shield agent but I don't think he was a, a police officer certainly not a uniformed police officer driving him to school in a police car. I thought that Seven. stuff was If you don't know what hope do we have? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oh no, I've just looked it up. No, he no he he was a police officer. It's just it's just not a lot not as much is made of it. I think in the comics as it seems to be here. But he is a cop. It's just that he was also mm-hmm. uh, uh, a shield agent who had infiltrated um, uh, Kingpin's gang. Um, spoilers for Miles Morales Spider Man there. <gasps> um, but yeah, I, I you know the trailer made me laugh. I thought the animation was great. I think the character stuff looks great. Um, I'm totally all in on this. It looks, it looks the most like, and and I know we say this, like uh, this, this is a line that gets trusted out all the time. This looks like, you know, this is the comic, the most comicsy version of something, or this is the most comics accurate Peter Parker, for example. Like this, it just has a comic book feel. Like Mm. the not not beyond the visuals, some of the just some of the ideas that the trailer is playing with. uh, yeah, it it it, it remind this reminds me more of reading a Spider Man comics than and and, and recent Spider Man comics like I because I, I most of the Spider Man comics I've read have been like from the past ten years um, and it it gives me that vibe and so I, I guess story wise we are going to meet. The voiceover suggests that Miles Morales is saying, "Hey, you know, you're all used to a world where there's one Spider Man, but." here's why it's let me tell you a different side of that story and then he finds out he has superhero powers trains under peter parker and i'm imagining at some point lots of different spider-man villains and heroes get thrown into the mix but probably given the voice casting the the, that central trio of spider-gwen peter parker and miles morales ultimate spider-man are going to be the kind of the main ones because Haley Steinfeld is voicing Spider Gwen. Oh, you um, don't get the, you don't get the Steinfeld out unless you unless you you know. No, you don't. She just come up a bumblebee. You're not getting her for. for, for come on. The other announced cast at this point: Mahershala Ali is uh, voicing Aaron Miles's uncle, which I think we I think we know he'll be playing a big part in this story. Liev Schreiber is voicing Kingpin. Brian Tyree Henry, um, who's Paperboy on Atlanta, he's voicing mm. uh, Je- Jefferson. Um, and then there's uh, Luna Lauren Velez, who's voicing Rio Morales, Miles' mum. And Lily Tomlin is voicing Aunt May, which also seems like great oh, casting. Amazing. Um, oh, obviously. Yeah. But you, you, you see that, so Kingpin's going to be quite crucial. Obviously... Um, uh, Aaron is going to be quite crucial. Um, it's... It, it, are you guys still thinking that we're seeing a lot of Peter Parker in this trailer and that probably about halfway through the movie he... He Uncle Ben's. He Uncle Ben's it, yeah. I... No, I don't think so because I They think... never kill Spider-Man in a movie, that's... that's... No, but also, I... I um, <laughs> no, I, I don't think this Peter is from the same universe... As Miles, I think there's. I think another Peter Parker is dead in Miles's universe, like in Spider Man. Yeah, okay. Because you get the impression that um, that they've only just met, and that even that Miles isn't really aware of him. And yeah, I just the impression that I got, like Peter, there's the whole thing about Peter like not having money for food, and it's like I don't like he's not carrying money, but I don't know. It feels like he's a bit. It feels to me like Peter has been thrown into Miles's universe. So maybe um, maybe there is because you see you see the news footage of Spider Man saving someone at the start of the trailer. Yeah, so, I may, think so maybe there's that a there's a piece of one. 
So there's a Peter Parker Spider-Man who does die in this universe and then a multiverse Spider-Man. Well, because the premise of the film is about a multiverse. Yeah. And if if Miles and Peter are not from different universes, then the only way that the multiverse comes into play so far that we know of is Gwen. Um, and I just think given that the premise is about alternate universes, I absolutely think those two guys are from different universes. Guys, which characters, which... Uh... Spider-Man characters do you most want to see pop up in this movie? Tom Hardy's uh, Superior. <laughs> <laughs> Superior Spider-Man, I was going to say. That's a good one. Oh, that would, um, that would be a lot to introduce in this movie, though. <laughs> I quite like I quite like the uh, Rick Remender, like, a- Agent Venom thing that was, that, that was a comic a few years ago. I quite liked it, and I could see that sort of character popping up somehow. Spider-Ham is definitely going to be in there. I have read the comic. It was sad. He got smashed, didn't he? It was sad. Yeah. Um, He lost his life. They all come back. They all come back. Nothing changes. uh, I'll tell tell you what what would be nice, even if it's just like a throwaway moment for an Easter egg, but um, Ben Riley from an alternate universe where Ben Riley really was the real Spider-Man and didn't (laughs) die in that costume. That's what I want to see. Oh, and Mayday. Mayday Parker. Of course. and similar to what, because I read the, what what was the crossover, the big the big Dan Slot crossover with all the Spider Men. That was Spider Verse. Sp- that was Spider Verse. I forget. Um, that that hinted at it, didn't it? But if you had various Spider Men being voiced by Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, <laughs> that would be quite nice as well. That's not going to happen, but would be amazing. Well, I don't know. Why not? Sony have got the rights to all that. What's Tony Maguire doing? Yeah, but but if, you, doing? if you were Andrew Garfield <laughs> and Sony came to you and said, "Okay, look, I know what's, I know we ditched you, <laughs> but would no. you say yes or would you tell him where to go?" I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Andrew Garfield has been making films with Sony since. I, 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 I would presume he probably has. Um, Guys, what if, yeah. this, what if this movie is, you know, because I read some dead on article about. The amount of trailer and it's just trailer views, right? But the amount of trailer views for the second trailer are is are really, really high, like sort of forty five, fifty million within a short time period. That's it's big. Uh, what if this is like massive and Venom is tiny? I wonder what that means for the kind of Spider Sony's non MCU Spider stuff going forward. Discounts. It, it could mean that that Sony go. Oh, actually, what we've got in our Spider-Man property is something that really appeals to kids rather than really appear- appealing to adults. Mm. Because, I, I mean, it, kids fucking love Spider-Man. Like, kids who've never read a Spider-Man comic love Spider-Man. There's just, like, and more than any other superhero, that, that Spider-Man fr- from any kind of, like, extended family that I've seen. Or, like, you just see kids walking down the street with Spider-Man backpacks the way that they don't with with other heroes. It's that it's that thing when you first you can you can imagine the swinging. That is, I think it's that as a kid you can be like, wait, oh, I could just sort of swing off that building and then I'm swinging down the street. It's that. It's 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 really visceral. And he looks cool. And oh, oh, I'm Venom. I'm I'm on a bike. Come on, and I'm speaking in the in the fifth person. I don't think so. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I hope that's how it works out. I hope that Sony like look at this and maybe go, all right, yeah, we'll we'll create um. An animated universe, or or but if you've also also if you've already set up a multi a Spider Man multiverse, who's to say you couldn't do other you could do live action Spider Verse movies, right? Why not? Yeah, it's a multiverse anyway. Sure, and let's not forget because 
you know, it's becoming the new bit of this podcast. Screenplay by Phil Lord, produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. This movie's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to reference two guys again and a pizza place. I thought that was <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> of course, fine, sure. No, get, I mean, get, I could... get Pete in. Get, what's he doing? Him and Toby Maguire. Deadpool could maybe make a cameo in this movie. <laughs> no reason why not. <laughs> right, we'll move over to DC now and... Um... <laughs> Right, so um, <laughs> DC are moving ahead with a solo Joker movie. What's that you say? We knew that already. They're like Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese. No, this is the Jared Leto Joker. And apparently Jared Leto is producing and it is looking to kind of spin off further the Suicide Squad universe and tie into future films. Um, so while... Margot Robbie is off making her Birds of Prey movie. Jared Leto will be over in a different part of the DC Universe doing his own thing. So presumably that will mean that your Jared Leto Joker will be in a Suicide Squad movie as a glorified cameo. And then in a Joker movie that can't really focus on Batman. So... What's what's going on with that I'm guy? Just, um, look, bear with me. I'm just googling uh, lowest ever box office weekend. <laughs> just just trying to see what 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 the target is for it. To be. Well, I think I think oh. it was that Sheila Buff movie last year. It was it wasn't much. <laughs> <laughs> um, you say oh, that you Suic- uh, so Suicide Squad made a lot of money weekend in the UK. <laughs> Suicide Squad made a lot of money. Yeah, Suicide Squad made a lot of money in spite of Jared Leto's Joker. People, ha- I know that, like, I know that there are people on the internet who like that Joker, but those are the same minority. Yeah, but Joe, who like, like the DCU. Like eight, Eight-year-olds can't spend their own money at the cinema. So. <laughs> they're too. Yeah, they're, they're also busy, you know, tweeting uh, Seb about the, the puke stuff. Yeah, well, so they, they've got a lot on at the moment. Those guys. They, they, I- ju- they, they, they will want to see the Zack Snyder cut of this Joker movie. Controversial. Here's, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not necessarily not here for this. That was too inevitable. <laughs> I, I, you know, we've only had one iteration of this character, and it was shitty. Oh, it was. It was. It, no, it was, it was. It was so spectacularly it misjudged. It's. I, 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 you, can't, you can't. You can't make a good movie with with this character as the lead. You you just can't. I'd you would have to. They... You would have to completely reimagine him. I'd rather that I'd rather they do. I think I thought this at the time as well when you got that first picture with all the grills and the tattoos. I'd rather they try and go in a different direction that isn't Nicholson and that isn't Heath Ledger. Uh, yeah, which is definitely that. And Jared agree, Lisa, for all but of they. His faults, he's a good. You know, he's 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 done very good acting in the past. At times, he's a, he is at times been a very accomplished actor. He has. When? And, when? you know, you'd, maybe you just had a shitty writer director Reece? in Suicide Squad. Yes, hi. Hit me. Hit me. I'm ready. For when? when? Hmm? Um, when? When? Dallas Buyers Club is good. And he did no, he's, got an Oscar, didn't he? he he's, all, he's okay in that movie, but it's a, it's a uh, stunt he's got an performance. Oscar, Joe. What, did, uh, what about that? Eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, nobody bad's ever got an Oscar. That's true. I Yeah, I agree with Seb. And I don't know what to say that often. I agree with Seb. I think Jared Leto was perfectly fine in his kind of spate of interesting supporting roles between about 98 and 2001. And since then, hasn't really done a lot of anything interesting or good. Um, I, I he's I, I think he's a he's a 
he's a he's a he's an actor who has to be doing something. There has to be that like you know, it's like it's like the the joke about Johnny Depp at one stage about like oh well, let's let's put a different interesting hat on him and there's your character yeah. right there. But Johnny yeah, Depp is a <laughs> Johnny Depp is a much better actor than Jared Leto. I. I I agree with you. Like a different take on the Joker would was what was necessary, but the take didn't work. Mm. And okay. what, I think what, if if people it, didn't love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, this would be. Uh, or actually, what I actually believe is this is a contractual obligation, and this movie is never getting fucking made. They just well, have to develop it because Jared Leto is a producer on it. It's not even. I mean, Joe. You know, you said, I mean, it is the case that yeah, okay. Well, I'm being you know flippant and facetious about it. There are people who like that movie, and there are people who like that character in that movie. But equally, this is a character and an actor who filmed so much more for that film than yeah. was actually used. There must be a reason why he was cut out of that movie so much, and and surely that reason still up. Like, like, why do you take the character who you you chopped to pieces and barely actually used in the final cut of a film and go? That's the one we spin off from it. Um, the other thing to I be just, fair, uh, Suicide Squad was the final cut of that was delivered by the company who cut the trailer rather than the director. So, <laughs> no, but it's still it's the version of the movie that the studio signed off on. So the studio have gone. Here's the character that we didn't use in this film. We now decided that he's popular and we want to use him. Um, I just I just like as well just to quote uh, a headline that I think is uh, one of one of the better takes on this, which is Jared Leto will play Jared Leto dressed as the Joker in another movie. <laughs> Reese, I know you like to play devil's advocate, but yeah. this is <laughs> this is. <laughs> do Do you think this will happen? Because I, no. yeah. So I I am famously the guy on this podcast who says. No, but do you know what, guys? I think this could, and then it doesn't. Ninety <laughs> percent of the it's time, gonna happen. it's gonna be gonna make it <laughs> because <laughs> ha- half of these, half of these movies. Well, I mean, what? You, probably a third of superhero movies that are rumored slash announced get made. It's only really Marvel who own, who like control what gets out there in terms of they. If they're making a movie, they're making it. The other studios just throw stuff out there, and it kind of more often than not doesn't happen. But this is just this. I, mean, I I tweeted out when this when this happened. If the Joker movie, if the Jared Leto Joker movie ever actually happens, I'll watch Suicide Squad on loop for forty eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. That's how confident I am that this movie is not getting made. It's just not. It's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I'll I'll go you one further. No Joker standalone low movie is going to happen in well. the next five years. <laughs> I don't think any of these films that are being developed in inverted commas are going to happen. I think maybe the Scorsese origin, Scorsese produced origin one, has the best chance. Yeah, I do. But agree. realistically, um, I think I think you might get a Harley Quinn movie that has the Joker in it. But even then, it's you'd have to do Leto's one, and I just think I just think they're better steering. They've got any sense. You just cut Harley completely loose from that character. You do um, do what um, do what the, the the they've hinted at in the comics, which is that you've got a universe with multiple Jokers, and then you don't, and then you don't have to invalidate the fact that Jared Leto's Joker existed, but you just do a more interesting one and hook just, and hook Margot Robbie's character up to that Joker one for a for a bit. Like, <laughs> and I, you know, I say this as someone who loves the Joker, but. Sometimes it's better to leave him alone for a while. 
Joey, is what you're suggesting some sort of joker verse? Into the joker verse. Joker verse. Um, speaking of the solo Joker movie, um, a Suicide Squad 2 movie is still in development and they've hired writers. David Barkatz and Todd Stashwick are writing the sequel. Um, but I don't know, either I've forgotten about this or I didn't know. Uh, Gavin O'Connor is who they're working with on it, who is the director who did, um... Sootsie. Who did what? Uh, his first film was called Sootsie, wasn't it? Sootsie? Yeah, Sootsie. Yeah, is that if that's how you say it? Sure. Anyway, forget, edit that out. <laughs> is that him? That's not. That's not. That's not even him. Isn't it? Who's that? It's Gavin that's Hood. a different O'Connor. That's Gavin Hood. This is Gavin O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor, who's best known for directing, I would say, Warrior in 2011, the Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton MMA movie, which is actually pretty good. Um, Nick Nolte gets drunk and rambles about Moby Dick. Uh, he stepped in and directed Jane Got a Gun and did The Accountant, which apparently was really bad, but was quite successful a couple of years ago. Uh, so I just thought I'd throw that in there, that Suicide Squad 2 is still moving forward. Do you guys think that that will happen? Because that at least has, on paper, a financial... You know, it has a number, it has a monetary figure next to it. Suicide Squad made that yes. amount of money. That will happen. That will happen. And if Gavin O'Connor brings some of that sort of soapsy charm to the to the movie, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. <laughs> Great, so I can't cut that out then. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Seb, Suicide Squad 2 happening? I mean, you know, we, we could all die in a nuclear war before it happens, so uh, it's hard to say. Uh, Tr- Trump and Kim are re- probably meeting as we record this, aren't they? I bet they both um, love Suicide just, Squad. I, I mean, yeah, Donald Trump fucking loved Suicide Squad. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> like it, it, it might happen. There's no good reason for it to happen, but it might happen. Um, I think, I think the the, the the thing that DC and Warner's have got now is that they they had a brief moment where they were like, we're trying to learn the lessons from the stuff that hasn't worked and, and not been successful versus, you know, the, the bits that have been. And I- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Actually, post-Justice League, it's like, well, trying to trying to learn, not learning the lessons hasn't really been successful and trying to learn the lessons hasn't really been successful. So could they know, not they just might be, as well not learn the lessons. But could they not just be quiet and not actually talk about something unless it's going into production? Like, stop all the leaks, stop all the announcements of anything being in development to any extent. Because otherwise, all we'd know is there's an Aquaman movie coming out later this year. There is a Shazam movie that is being filmed and Wonder Woman 2 is coming. That doesn't sound that bad. But, but what it does, overall, that doesn't sound that bad. What it does, it keeps DC, I think, in the conversation. You know, maybe they're leaks, maybe they're unintentional leaks, but maybe they're not. Because you know, if I'm DC, I'm like, we, if, if you guys do it on this podcast every week. You you compare Marvel news that is that is sort of you're generally positive about, and uh, you know, are movies that are going to happen or TV stuff that's going to happen with DC stuff where you guys all sort of talk about it as like, you know, this stuff isn't probably isn't even going to happen and we, and we think it will be bad, but you know what they get, you know, they tend to get pretty equal airtime. And I think DC from their point of view, they'd be happy with that. You know, it keeps them in the conversation. It keeps the DCEU as a, as a thing that people seem to, that the kind of people give a shit about, even though the movies are bad. But don't, don't, don't they have enough of that with the movies that are actually happening? They've got three, Three movies that, to an extent, people care about in development right now. And and Birds of Prey, which sounds like will actually happen, is happening as well. Talk about those ones. Don't talk about... Don't remind people of the things that people don't like about you. The no news is new is good news thing is... You know, would probably apply to the DC universe. Just, just keep it quiet and only talk about things that are happening. Don't remind us of the things that we didn't like about your movies in the past. But I wonder whether they're active to use another. We've done a lot of politics today already, but they're sort of they're sort of they're motiv- they're they're energizing the base with with talk of a Jared Leto Joker Ugh. movie that isn't going to happen. You get all those people that whinge at Seb online to to again fire up their fire up the old Twitter box and and start typing. I, I don't know. Hmm. They're all on Vera anyway. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, the, What's the it? Vero. Yeah, Vero. Vero. Yeah. Which sounds like a, is that a valiant character as well. Is that is that a valiant character, Vero? I think it might be. I, a, a real blind spot for this podcast. There are valiant movies happening. That was a bad that was um, a joke, but we don't even. Our reference points are so are so nil. Right. Don't even work. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we're going to move over to a uh, a couple of Marvel things before before we uh, wrap up the news. And the first one that I want to talk about is is. Basically, me hanging no new story around something just so I can talk about a theory of mine, um, <laughs> which is a is is a regular occurrence on this podcast. Um, there were the Ant Man and the Wasp uh, teaser images or, or posters this week, the character posters, and we got our first look at Michelle Pfeiffer. Did you guys see Michelle Pfeiffer in her poster? Yes. No. Oh, so, okay. Seb saw Michelle Pfeiffer in her poster. Excited by Michelle Pfeiffer in her poster? I think she looks pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, I saw people saying things like, oh, this is the greatest character poster ever. And it's like, well, it's just, it's a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, you know, <laughs> I like that, um, you know, I, I I think it's a great piece of casting. Um, I'm, I really would like um, these movies to find a way to put 
um, Janet Van Dyne and Adrian Toomes in a scene together, uh, just to rekindle that old magic. Um, but no, you know, I, I like that from the look of it, you know, uh, we're going to see her presumably pulled out of the, uh, it's not called the negative zone, what's it called? The quantum realm. Um, and, you know, she has, like, equipment and stuff, so... Um, it, it kind of looks a little bit like you know she's she's been living a kind of scavengery existence or something through this time. Um, yeah, she looks a bit steampunk. Yeah. Um. So no, she, it, it, it she looks cool. It looks cool. But, she'll be you know. she'll be Robin Williams in Jumanji, right? That's that's what she'll be. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, that's a good parallel. Yeah. Thank um, you. But yeah, so it's. It, it, yeah, it looks good, but I th- it's one of those where it's it's difficult to infer too much about exactly what's going to be the case, other than at least they haven't just cast her to just be Janet Van Dyne, ordinary person. So that's a good sign. I I liked as well actually the look of the um uh the poster Hannah John Kamen as uh, mm. Ghost because I really think that taking that character. Um, who is, you know, an anti-capitalist um, tech thief spy um, and doing a gender-swapped version um, just looks fucking cool. Um, uh, that leads quite nicely into my uh, speculation. Do you so, think that they're working together because her costume looks a bit like ghosts? No, I think that... so. I have to research comic book movie news, obviously, for this podcast every week, and I go around, and there's so many links that you click on, on, like, call-out website, like comic book resources that just has, like, a nugget of something, or Heroic Hollywood, or those kind of sites that has a nugget of something, you click through to the article and go, thank you for wasting my time. There is, no, there is absolutely no news here. And there was one of those this week was, so, did Evangeline Lilly just spoil Ant-Man and the Wasp? And I was like, ugh. <laughs> ugh you clicked, this... but you clicked, Joe! But I clicked, and I read it. So Evangeline Lilly was posting something on her Instagram about net neutrality the other day. And there's one line in that post where she says, uh, so, uh, we did win the Senate, that was incredible, now let's do it all over again. That was Goliath, now we're facing Thanos. So obviously she's making some Marvel allusion there. But Goliath is a good guy in Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? What if he's Ghost's dad? Ghost dad. You guys? He's the he's the dad of the ghost. He's ghost it's dad. another it's another former Pym colleague who has like re- rebelled against him because he got screwed over and didn't Hank's the one with the technology. Who's Goliath now? And so, what do you reckon? That's good. And therefore, we're looking at like a rather than the, you know the end of the first one, it was sort of Ant Ant Man versus Ant Man. The end of this one could be Giant Man versus Giant Man. Oh, it makes sense, Joe. It Joe, goddamn it, you've done it again. It could be Giant Man versus Giant Man, whilst actually wasp you've got ghost. wasp wasp fights ghost, and who knows? Like maybe I'm trying out there. Maybe there's a bit of romantic history between Goliath and what and original Wasp as well. What do you reckon? And what is? Oh, that's yeah, man. That's crazy. You've that's, uh-huh. also what is she? What is she doing? Tweeting that sort of stuff. Oh, come on. That's I know really that's <laughs> and it's still up there. So it's so you you. Well, <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe maybe she's being clumsy and meant like David and Goliath or something. Uh, but it's, it feels like it feels like if it is a spoiler, then I feel fine talking about it because if you don't know whether something's a spoiler or not, then hey. Uh, but do you, know, do you know the worst thing about this news story? The worst thing is it means that 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 clickbait article. It was right. It was right. It was right. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, so, uh, speaking of, of, of clickbait articles and also things that potentially, um, I mean, I think if anything has possibly spoiled Ant Man and the Wasp, it's if that Avengers Four uh, artwork is genuine, um, then there's possibly a spoiler in that. But what's amusing is the fact that this is, and I didn't know if, Joe if this was something you wanted to talk about because whether we talk about leaks, especially when we don't know if they're real. Um, but how many different stories uh, the Express has managed to publish based on one piece of possible leaked concept? Uh, <laughs> um, I think you, I you think can, we can you, talk you, about as the as concept. As far as like websites spinning out like speculation into <laughs> into like these clickbaity articles, I've never seen one thing spun into quite so many. <laughs> the ex- the Express writes a piece of the Express writes a piece of clickbait article uh, clickbait stuff about the chase every day. Genuine. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating there. Every episode of The Chase, there'll be something clickbait. You'll never believe what, what this one contestant said to Bradley Walsh. Sorry to our American listeners for that, but that's... <laughs> um, yeah, we can talk about the, the, the leaked image, but I think... I'd rather not, because I, I, I think if it's real, I'm annoyed at how many things it gives away. So I'm kind of actually hoping it's not real, because of okay. how many things it's shown us. Seb, it's real. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely it real. There's one specific thing about it that makes me think that it's real because one specific thing about it is not something that someone making it up would have come up with. Seb, uh, like, let's uh, apologise to our listeners because so this is spoilery, so we're not going to talk about it. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you're about to hear this dropped onto Patreon. <laughs> okay, oh, smart. Uh, so apologies, um, normal podcast listeners. We are going to continue talking about Marvel, though, um, because uh, this is the last piece of news, uh, because Jeff Loeb did an AMA on Reddit this week. And again, if you're one of those clickbaity sites, you've got 15 articles out of this. <laughs> what did Jeff Loeb say about the return of Agent Carter? He said, maybe. What did Jeff Lowe say? Jeff Loeb say about this other Marvel show? He said, "Oh, you'll have to wait and see." Um, but the one thing that I thought was funny, he got asked about when the kind of upcoming Marvel TV shows would take place in the in the MCU, because obviously Thanos has snapped his finger, his fingers, and half of the MCU has disappeared. <gasps> what? Um, yeah, spoiler oh, alert, no. please. Um, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Jeff Lowe was asked about that. We've got Luke Cage coming up. We've got Iron Fist coming up. Cloak and Daggers on TV right now. And Jeff Lowe said, for the most part, our stories will take place before, in capital letters, Thanos clicks his fingers. A lot of that has to do with production and when we are telling our stories versus when the movies come out. So, (laughs) what Jeff Lowe is saying there is, none of our shows will deal with the ramification of Thanos snapping his his fingers. Of course, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't either. Um, because presumably, they, they just they just can't, can they? They're not just going to like write out half of their characters for a show because that's what the movies did, which betrays any kind of pretense that this is part of a wider universe. Oh yeah, yeah, no, so these ones are all they're still taking place beforehand. How long beforehand? D- day, week, 
Month, maybe, but like, don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's all before. And when will the next series after this be taking place? Oh, all after it gets, after it's all back to normal again. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a period in the middle that you just haven't seen. That's crazy. It oh just... my god, the middle bit is so crazy. You won't know. You won't, you won't see it. No, no, we can't. We couldn't do that bit. But it's crazy. <laughs> Bless them. Uh, the, the, the the MCU TV shows have to, at some point, just like acknowledge you're in a shared universe with each other, maybe, but. I mean, do, do you do you at any point watching a show like Daredevil go at this point go yeah that that is in the same universe where Tony Stark has a big tower building at the other side of the city, or Peter Parker Spider Man could swing through those streets at any time. You just don't, do you? It's just not. It's sad. This, this got you know. I, I feel like I think it's been now a year, two years that we've kind of joked about the disconnectedness of the TV and the, and the movie stuff. But, you know, but, and, but if you take the sort of, you know, the mile, the mile back view, it's sad because this, you know, the, 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 the whole, the whole dream idea of the Netflix of the very beginning was like, oh my God, you could have the, the movies and then you can have these, these sort of lower budget, grittier TV shows in parallel, but very much in the same universe. And they could sort of talk to each other like the movies talk to each other. That was the sort of this very exciting promise. And, and it's it's just sort of sad, you know, a few years on that that just completely is not what it is and what it's never going to be. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I th- I think it is. I think it's absolutely dulled my interest in the TV stuff because the TV stuff is not and has never been good enough to. And that's the difference with the movies. It's never been good yeah. enough to really justify, really for me at least, its own existence, my own time. You know, you know how everyone has been talking about the failure of Solo and trying to get to the bottom of the failure of Solo, and I think the the thing that that comes down to ultimately is a lot of people are going, this feels like an essential Star Wars. For the first time ever, this feels like a Star Wars story that is not essential for me appreciating and understanding the the wider story and the wider universe that's that that they've got. Mm-hmm. And the Marvel TV shows have got to that point as well. Not None of it feels essential in any way. So the only reason to watch is I like that individual show. Mm. And at this point, I I mean, I, I hate watched the event, the Defenders, sorry. And since then, you know, I watched three seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I can't imagine picking that back up. I didn't watch Jessica Jones season two. I, I like fell off Punisher three or four episodes in. I think I will watch Daredevil because I have it even even through my massive frustrations with that show and those were mostly oh fuck more ninjas. Uh, the ninjas have gone now, hopefully. So <laughs> maybe I will enjoy that that series more uh with with a, a lot more D'Onofrio and Bullseye probably and all that kind of stuff. Um but the rest of it, I, there's, the, I mean, there's so much of it and there's so little. The only thing I kind of actively want to see at the moment is this new Warriors TV show, and we don't even know whether that's going to see the light of day. Mm. It, you know, in a way that the Marvel, the MCU TV uh, stuff is is to the MCU what the DCEU is to the MCU, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Though, kind of, right? It's like this sort of. Slightly like they they just can't quite figure it. You know they, they don't have a Kevin Feige. The, you know, and the same with same with the same with Star Wars. It's you know what is I think what is becoming clearer over the years is that, may, and maybe I'm over egging the pudding a bit, but that the Marvel the Marvel form the, the it's down to they have this one guy that 
sees it in a way that no one else seems to see it and uh no one's no one's replicated it yet have they no no, no one's no one's come close to replicating no one's come close if you don't have him or an equivalent to him with that sort of vision it's you 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 can't you can't get it and and the the tv stuff for the mcu has has kind of been the same jeff loeb is not kevin feige and and when when was it 2012 the avengers came out when all of the other when all of the other studios kind of went Oh, so we need our cinematic universes now. So we're gonna like try and launch it off of this franchise, that franchise. Where where are they? They're not. They're not there, are they? Mm. There's no series that I can really think where the spin-offs have taken off to the extent. No. You would have you that, would have said yeah you would have said six months ago. Well, obviously it's Star Wars. I know I had Disney as well, but but again, look at Solo, and it it, it looks like that's not going that way either necessarily. Mm-hmm. I th- I think you can still say that. I think Solo. Whether it's an aberration or whether it's a trend, I mean, Marvel has had films that didn't do quite so well as the others, or weren't as well regarded as the others. It hasn't brought the whole thing down, though. No, no. I mean, I Star Wars still um, exists, but Star Wars, you are building, fr- you are building from a platform there of the most, like, the most revered franchise in the world, the the franchise with the most built-in fans. Before you start. Uh, Marvel, Marvel's done this from the ground up, and no, and no one, there's no, there's no other movie series that's able to do it really. The closest replicas have been on the small screen, where you've got like a bunch of series interlocking, but I mean, yes. or and, and kind of relating to each other. But actually, on the small screen, that's been happening for a long time anyway. Oh, just just imagine if they, if in, if you know, five years ago they gave Greg Berlanti, you know, Marvel. Disney gave Greg, Greg Melanti a load of money to do what he's done with that stuff for the D. De- I mean that you know that would be yeah that would be that would be good, wouldn't it? That would be a good thing. It would be better. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so that's all the news this week, uh, and we move on to our final section, which is the pitch. Reese, I haven't asked you to pre- oh, no. prepare this, no. but I am imagining you're going to riff something after oh. after Seb gives his pitch, uh, and you're doing it on behalf of James. So good luck with this. Ah. Uh, we obviously did Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog on the podcast last week, and that uh, made me uh, want to know what superhero you would adapt for the big screen kind of in, in a musical form. So which superhero property you would give the musical treatment? And uh, Seb, you've, you've had a week longer than uh, Reese to think about this, so I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> Um, I would like um a musical version of well, it could be it could be either just Booster Gold or it could be Justice League International. Uh, I'm gonna say Justice League International. Um, uh, with the songs by Eddie Argos. Uh, because he's already uh done three of them. Um, and and has apparently written others. Um, I mean, it actually, it's not actually Eddie Argos. It's a mysterious band called Spoiler Alert, and we don't know who they are. But but Eddie Argos seems to have a close relationship with them. Um, but he's already done songs about Batman, Blue Beetle, and Booster Gold. Uh, and his Booster Gold song in particular is a masterpiece. Um, in fact, I'm gonna uh, edit in a clip of it here, which you can't hear, Joe, in order to judge. But uh, <laughs> trust me, it's very. It's a four minute song, four five minute song that tells the entire history of Booster Gold. Now his friends and family don't want to see him. He ends up working in a superhero museum. The robot calls. Skeeter's help. He travels back in time with Brainiac 5's force field belt. Wrist blasters, legion of superheroes flightering, became a hero in 85 to make a comfortable living. Hey Skeets, it's Metropolis. But we get going now. Be no 
stopping us. And it looks like he's always glowing, acting stupid, showboating. Let's keep it between you and me. That's just his secret identity. He's the greatest hero. But no one thinks he's for real. Just because he sells his own branded breakfast cereal. He's the greatest hero. But no one takes him seriously. Just because he ran a superhero themed pub. And yeah, so I'd just I'd like him to carry on writing songs about members of the Justice League International and and do a musical about them. And it fits the fact that you know JLI is a is a fun and and lighthearted take on on the superhero genre. Anyway, Reese, has yeah. that given you enough time to come up with something witty in retort? Well, can I just first say that that clip I just heard was terrible and I hated it. Uh, that's worth saying. <laughs> um, as for me, <laughs> uh, I couldn't. I, all I can think of. I, I just thought like musical. And I thought West Side Story, which is a movie I haven't seen, by the way. Uh, I just thought West Side Story and like what if uh, that, but the X Men. Uh, so okay, West Side Story and it's like the X Men and it's the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and it, and then it's like a romance between uh, the, the Blob and Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, that's all I got. Who's what? who's writing the songs? That's crucial. It's a fair question. It's, it's X Men, so it's Sweden, right? It's Whedon and Justin Bieber. <laughs> and it's them two kind of in a kind of a combination. And and who's hot right now? I'm trying to think. Uh, who won it? Oh, Candy B. Cardi B. She's there as well. Not Candy B. That's, I got it wrong. Cardi B is is in it. Sure. I mean, and we know we, we know Hugh Jackman can sing. That's the project to get him back for, right? Oh my god, yeah. Get him in. One. He plays um, Wolverine. He, yeah, Wolverine. Yeah. That's that's good casting. <laughs> I'm going to cast him as uh, Wolverine. Oh dear. Um, well, I mean, I, I didn't have it. I didn't know about this. I didn't. I feel bad. No, you're going to give the win to Seb. He's played a clip that I uh, is bad, and he's going to win. And it's not fair. You know, it's hardly fair. It's hardly fair, but also, it was fairly hard. And uh, yeah, Seb wins the pitch because that was that was terrible. James, but um, I did. My heart, I'm sorry. And uh, whatever I can do. That DM was me. that was a very Jamesish performance. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, because I lost. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, and also James isn't here, so he couldn't have won. Them, them's the rules. Um, but Reese, if it helps, your pitch was very entertaining. Thank you very much. Yeah, Blob and Jean Grey, West Side Story. You could see it, right? You could see it. Romance, right? sort of a yeah. bit of Book of Mormon. Um, Hamilton. I'm just naming popular musicals recently. <laughs> Mamma Mia, here we go again. Get Lily James in there. I don't know what she'll do. She wears some denim. I don't know. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Okay, so Seb wins the pitch this week. Um, and that's it for this week's show. Um, don't forget that our next episode is on Men in Black, which is, is based on a comic, isn't it, Seb? Oh boy, we really are running out of stuff. It is. <laughs> <laughs> We're not running out of stuff. We are... <laughs> We are trying. We we have done a lot of big movies for a while, and we are uh, exploring some uh, less obvious superhero fare before we inevitably have okay. to dive straight back into it later in the summer. <laughs> in a in a in a pretty big way. Hey, we got a we got a pretty pretty uh, big superhero coming up the week after uh, Men in Black as well. Venom. We Who's coming out? Who? Yeah. Who's coming out? No, not, not Incredibles. Incredibles. Oh, okay, sure. Oh wait, when is Incredibles? 
Uh, after the next one. After the ne- uh, yeah, so after we are the, do- after the one after Men in Black. Yeah, can you tell so me got Men in Black. Can you tell me and you'll and you'll cut it out? Tell me. I mean, we no, we only tell our Patreon subscribers. Oh, you bastard! You're not, you're not a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> I will do right now. On really this second, I'll do it. Oh, I've already done it. You probably won't see it on your record. Well, then I've you can it. just you can just log in and see because our schedule is on there. <laughs> Actually, I haven't posted the schedule list yet. Okay. Our schedule is at the end of the of the, um, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man review episode. Mm, that's exciting. Uh, so that's so that's where you can find it, Patreon subscribers. But yeah, we got we got some fun episodes coming up, and then uh, some new releases as well. Um, if you're enjoying the show, then please then please do subscribe on iTunes. Spotify or your podcast app of choice and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cinematic universe which is where you can hear um, even more nonsense than you hear on the main feed you can find more episodes of the show at cinematicuniverse.com you can get in touch via Facebook on Twitter at cine underscore verse or send us an email to editorial at cinematicuniverse.com thanks for listening and well Seb and I will see you next week actually I won't because I'm not oh no <laughs> I and James and a guest will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye forever. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.